There are so many things that I love about summer, from long days spent on the beach to hopping a water taxi here in Baltimore and having some beers at one of my favorite places. But one of my absolute favorite parts of this time of year is tomato season. When we lived in New York, late summer, early fall, we would haunt the Union Square Green Market just to get as many tomatoes and fresh herbs as we could. You could smell them as you came out of the subway. I also love slicing into an in-season tomato. It's very satisfying. But yeah, I love all the tomato dishes. My favorite has to be gazpacho, and I want to share with you a little bit about the history of it today because I think it's really interesting. Part one, a brief history of gazpacho. So there's a Spanish proverb, del gazpacho no hay empacho, which translates into you not being able to have too much of a good thing. And it makes sense why they use gazpacho to illustrate this, because gazpacho, it's light, it's wholesome, you can't get really full from it, and I mean, it's basically soup salad. But what we know is gazpacho started as a soup of bread, garlic, vinegar, oil, and water, and we're not even sure where that started. Some, like Clara Maria de Muesa, date it to the 7th or 8th century, while others date it back to pre-Roman times. We do know that when the Muslims conquered the Iberian Peninsula, they brought with them almonds, and along with grapes, they created in what today we know as Malaga in the southern part of Spain, gazpacho de ajo blanco. It would actually take a really long time, and Columbus, ugh, to bring back the seeds of tomatoes, cucumbers, and peppers to create what we know as gazpacho today. It was considered peasant food, or food for roller people as defined in 1611. So it had a little bit of an image problem. It wouldn't be until the 19th century that we see gazpacho as we know it today emerge, and that was with the sanction of the Empress Eugenia de Montijo, wife of Napoleon III. And all this considered, it makes so much sense that Almodovar would take this once humble dish, turn trendy and now classic, and use it as a focal point in his breakout comedy, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, but I should probably explain who he is first for it to make sense to you. Part two, Pedro Almodovar and Gazpacho. Pedro Almodovar is a prolific Spanish director and screenwriter who here in the States is probably best known for his films that have garnered both critical acclaim as well as award recognition, including the Golden Globes and the Academy Awards. In fact, he's actually won two Oscars, the first being Best Foreign Language Film for All About My Mother in 2000, and then he won for Best Original Screenplay, in Spanish no less, for Talk to Her. Both are fantastic films that you should check out as soon as possible. Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown was his big international breakthrough, but probably he's best known for the fantastic drama Volver, which also stars Carmen Mora of Women on the Verge fame and is just absolutely exquisite. Go see it, rent it, stream it, definitely get it if you can. So it's important to know all this because Almodovar came of age at the latter half of Francisco Franco's dictatorship in Spain, and that really shaped who he was as a director, especially following Franco's death. Our top story tonight, Generalissimo Francisco Franco is still dead. Almodovar uses a lot of tropes that fascists like Franco favored, including keeping women at home and specifically in the kitchen. 
And he gives his female characters, especially, the ability to regain their agency in these rooms. It's fascinating. And for more on this, I highly recommend the video essay in Almodovar's Kitchens by Luis Azevedo, as it was super helpful in this research for this video. Whether whacking someone on the head with a leg of jamón, or, you know, cleaning up a dead body in your kitchen, or making a gazpacho that's spiked with sleeping pills for an unfaithful ex-lover. It's all about the kitchens, and this is very important in Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown because the gazpacho itself serves as a time bomb, and it's also red, which is a very important color in the Almodovar color palette. He uses red all over his films to communicate everything from rage to danger to passion and lust, and yes, even hunger. And you see this in Women on the Verge as the characters love to remark on how refreshing the gazpacho is and how good it looks. And even Peppa herself, the main character, looks like a glass of gazpacho. And she uses this gazpacho to control the situation that's unfolding around her that's getting more and more unsettling. Almodovar then revisits this whole idea 20 years later in Broken Embraces and he plays it much more melodramatic this time around. And I love this movie too. But mainly, I just love how Almodovar takes this peasant dish, this food for vulgar people, and elevates it and makes it a thing of beauty and just gorgeousness. And now I'm hungry, so let's make some gazpacho, shall we? Part 3. How I Make It So the most important thing to consider when making gazpacho is time, because you need time for the soup to sit in the fridge and get nice and cold because otherwise... Unless you like hot spacho. So this recipe is one that I adapted from Jose Andres years ago. And I still come back to it again and again because it's so good and so straightforward. I had the original recipe for myself for the first time in a while at Mercado Little Spain recently in New York. It's fantastic. Anyway, to make this soup, we're going to need tomatoes, a green pepper, an English cucumber, some garlic, vinegar, water, olive oil, and kosher salt along with sourdough croutons. Now, you might be wondering, okay, after talking about the history of gazpacho and how it was originally a bread-based soup, why am I not using it now in my soup base? The answer to that is pretty simple. I like to drink gazpacho out of a glass, and so I find it's easier to do that when you don't have bread in the soup base, and instead I just use the croutons to get the bread taste, but also get some texture and crunchiness from the croutons themselves but that's just me if you like bread in your soup a cup of bread cubes in this mixture will work perfectly it'll make a heartier spoonable soup out of a bowl if you'd like that so I've halved and stemmed my tomatoes and now I'm giving them a rough chop I'm also not seeding them because it's summer and I'm feeling a little lazy because it's so hot out but if you don't like tomato seeds or can't eat them, be sure to seed your tomatoes. Once we have those in the craft, it's time to work on the green bell pepper. Now I'm only using half of the pepper here because green peppers are on the bitter side and a little goes a long way. And again, I just wanna rough chop them and keep in mind that if you don't like green pepper, you can also use red bell pepper, orange bell pepper, or yellow bell pepper, and it'll make it a little bit sweeter, but that's up to you. Finally, we're gonna prep the English cucumber, or hothouse cucumber. It's the one that comes covered in cellophane. Now, I like these because you don't have to peel or seed them. 
that kind of fits with the theme of this soup tonight, but so it goes. And I'm just cutting them in a very large chunks, just small enough so that the blender will be able to uh, process them easily. And now I'm gonna add a cup of water, some vinegar, sherry is the classic vinegar to use, but I'm using cava vinegar also from Spain because I got a new bottle and I really wanted to use it. And then I have some roasted garlic. I love roasted garlic and gazpachos now. And finally, I'm seasoning it with some kosher salt, about a teaspoon's worth. I'm gonna let this process a little bit and let some of this vegetation break down before I add the olive oil. It's just a personal preference. I do this also with hummus, but that's just me. I like getting that vortex going and then I'll add the olive oil and I feel like it just emulsifies better when you do it this way. And now I'm going to finally add the rest of the lid to my blender so that way I can up the speed and puree it properly without getting gazpacho all over my camera. So this is going to process for about two minutes and then I'm going to do a quick check-in to make sure that I really like the texture and that it's going in a good direction. It's close, but not quite there. The taste, sometimes I need more vinegar, salt, or olive oil. And in the case of this batch, it needed more olive oil. That's why you take a little taste. We're gonna add the lid back onto the blender carafe and we're gonna blast it on high, again, for another minute or so. That's all you need. It doesn't take much time at all. And we're gonna do a final taste test to make sure everything is to my specifications. And I love how thin and silky that's how I like it and let's see if it tastes any good success so this is gonna get lidded and we're gonna put it in the refrigerator for at least two hours to get nice and chilled meanwhile let's make the croutons out of sourdough bread some paprika and olive oil cooking spray we're gonna take off all of the crust from the sourdough and then cut them into cubes. Now I'm actually making this, these croutons out of sourdough bread using my air fryer toaster oven, which is a countertop appliance that I love. And it does it so quickly, like five to 10 minutes max at 350 degrees. I usually check on them at five minutes and then I let them go and I check on them every two minutes afterwards. So then we're gonna spray our air fryer tray and pan with some olive oil spray, add the croutons, get them as even as possible into one layer, and then give them another dousing of olive oil cooking spray. I'm using Pimenton de la Vera to season these croutons. You can use any smoked paprika of your choosing. I like Spanish, but again, after 10 minutes, they look amazing. They look ready to go. To serve, if I'm serving a crowd, I'm gonna use small wine glasses like this one. Normally though, I tend to use a juice glass and if I'm feeling particularly peckish, I will drink it out of a Spanish caña or pint glass. Today though, it's just my husband and I, it's a normal day, so I'm just gonna use two ordinary juice glasses from Ikea. After I took the gazpacho out of the fridge, I ran it on the blender briefly just to re-emulsify everything before serving it into these glasses. And that just helps to make sure everything gets evenly distributed again after sitting undisturbed for so long. And you could serve it just like this, 
but I think we need some croutons. I think they're fun. And so I'm gonna add some croutons here. They're delicious. They give you a little extra paprika punch and a little crunch and a little texture. It makes for an excellent way to enjoy one of my favorite summertime treats, Andalusian gazpacho. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to catch me on Instagram at the Manhattan Food Project and follow Foodie TV for great foodie inspiration.